Welcome to I Do Podcast. Hey, guys and girls. I just realized I always say, hey, guys, but a majority of our listeners are girls. So Women. W- women. I know, but you say like <laughs> guys and, guys and I know, gals. I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. Guys and gals. Thanks for joining us today. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you have listened to many of our podcasts, welcome back. You're in the right place if you are looking to help improve and strengthen your relationship. Whether you're single, dating, married, or struggling in a relationship, we're here to help give you the tools to succeed. Yeah, thank you guys for and gals. <laughs> See, I did it again <laughs> for joining us. And today we welcome back Dr. Tina Tassina. And we had Tina way back on episode 11, almost in the single digits three years ago. So um, she comes back on the show and she is pretty amazing. She is a PhD in licensed psychotherapist in Southern California since 1978. So she has over 40 years of experience in counseling individuals and couples in she is an author of 15 books that are in 17 languages. So yeah, longer than uh, Sarah and I have been alive, she's been helping people improve their it's relationships. Cool. Yeah, so Dr. Tina has a extensive knowledge base, and uh, today she helps us talk about what to do when you don't feel like a priority in your relationship. So this is easy to happen because. With work and technology and kids, uh, we are all facing these. Maybe not the kids, but uh, definitely work and technology. So it's easy to not feel like a priority. With a lot of the questions, we do focus on um, not feeling like a priority when it comes to uh, your relationship if one person has children. But like Chase said, so many in a of, blended family, in a blended family, or yeah, just in general, if if you maybe you have kids or not, but you feel like uh, you're not a priority to your uh, to the amount of time that your partner is spending toward the relationship versus the children. So, a lot of those questions that we ask are tailored to that. But so much of the advice you can put toward your relationship, like Chase said, with work or with social media affecting or taking the time away. Um, from the priorities of your relationship with your partner. So, um, so yeah, we hope that uh, whether or not you have kids or not, we know you, you will find this episode beneficial. Absolutely. And as always, we appreciate you guys listening, subscribing on iTunes, sharing with your friends and family, uh, because really we are here to help you improve your romantic relationships. But a lot of this stuff applies to relationships with friends, coworkers, family, um, better ways to communicate and, and just navigate this life in, in a, a way that is, uh, is going to be empowering. And we talk about some things, um, today in the interview of how you can take the, the power and, and create the change that you want to see in your relationship. You don't have to wait around for your partner to act. As always, we'll put all the links to the episodes that we talk about in the show. Dr. Dr. Tina's uh, first 
episode with us. We'll link to that. And then also we wanted to make just a short announcement. We haven't done this in a while, but if you guys are not part of our Love Tribe family on Facebook, we really encourage you guys to join our group. We had a post uh, yesterday where someone asked a question and it was amazing to see all you guys respond uh, with with advice for our fellow love triber. It was pretty cool to see the interaction. And that's exactly why we created this page is so that you guys can interact with each other. We're all in this together. And I just, it was amazing to see all you guys' responses and really just uh, kind of being, being, being there to help a, a fellow uh, love triber out. Love triber? Love triber. Love tribe I member? I made that up. <laughs> <laughs> New word. That's good. But yeah, check out Facebook. What, what do you do? Just search love uh, tribe? Love tribe fam is the, the name. It just says love tribe. But if you go to uh, Facebook and in the groups, you search love tribe fam, then you'll, you'll find us right there. Awesome. And the links in the show notes and the podcast description. Cool. All right, guys. Thank you for listening and enjoy today's show. Today's show is brought to you by our Hood River Couples Retreat. Join us in Hood River, Oregon this summer, July 28th through August 2nd. The retreat is built to be the ultimate vacation for couples looking to have fun, try new things, and build a stronger relationship in paradise. We'll be doing activities like waterfall hikes, rafting, wine tastings, and so much more. For more information, visit our website at idopodcast.com slash Hood River. Hi, Dr. Tassina. Thanks so much for coming back on the show with us. Oh, I'm just delighted to be on the show. Thank you for asking me again. Yeah, we had you. How are you, Sarah? We're great. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's been a couple years since last time we talked. I think it was episode 11, so in the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I was one of the early ones. Yes, and now we're at uh, like 150, so this is pretty exciting. So thanks again for coming back on. Congratulations. Thank you. And we've given our listeners a little overview, told them about your work. Why don't you take a minute, tell us about yourself and why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships. Well, it's a little hard to believe, but I've been in private practice now for almost 40 years and I've loved every minute of it. Um, I know a lot of therapists who have burned out, but I haven't. I just love every minute of it. And uh, I love to see People's lives change and people change and their relationships get re-energized and, and um, you know, it's, a, it's, it's great work to do. That is amazing and commendable to be having yeah. done this work for, for 40 years. That is beautiful to hear and you are going to help a lot of people in today's episode um, as it goes out through the podcastosphere, as I call it. <laughs> and, uh, and we will be talking about how we can often feel like we are not a priority in the relationship. And this is something that can come up even in the most healthy relationships. And Sarah and I are relatively new parents to a two and a half year old. Uh, why don't we start by talking about how 
our relationship can suffer when the kids become a little bit more of a priority than maybe our partner. Right, and a two-and-a-half-year-old is a big priority. I mean, that that takes a lot of time and attention, being good parent to a two-and-a-half-year-old. So it takes really good time management in order to, to prioritize your couple relationship along with all your parenting responsibilities and work and all the other things we all have to do. I think it's important to remember that nobody's a priority all the time. Priorities shift and move. And, of course, when you're uh, focused on your child, your child is the priority. And when somebody, like my husband just had the flu, he was a priority. (laughs) He needed care and attention. But um, we have to be able to make those shifts, and we have to do transitions to make ourselves, make the relationship balanced for everybody in it. So everybody gets to be a priority part of the time. And um, making sure that your partner knows you're a priority or you know you're a priority to your partner is pretty easy. All you have to do is change your focus for a moment and say something about you're important to me. Now, that doesn't... That doesn't uh, um, make up for if you never get any time alone together. But if things are going on and things are busy and you you haven't got much time, just to say, you know, I'm glad if I have to do this, I'm glad I'm doing it with you is, is a wonderful way to let your partner know that he or she is a priority in the relationship. Yeah, I love this little tidbit because yeah it it all a lot of it comes down to time and just simply saying because I know how hectic our days are you when you have a kid you wonder like where what you did with all the free time you had before you had a kid (laughs) because now it it seems like there's none but but yeah just taking that time and, and and just to like you said, it could be for a few seconds that your partner becomes a priority and saying like, Hey, uh, man, today's hectic. And, uh, let's, let's try to, you know, talk when, when the baby goes down or something like that can have just a profound impact and, and be like, okay, you know, like I'm still here. They still see me. Um, whether it's a kid or, or work, we, we have time is going to, be taken away from the relationship. Uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, we don't just sit around all day like staring at each other and talking. <laughs> like we do things, we work, we have kids, we we have hobbies, and uh-huh. certainly we don't want to feel like our partner um, it, or like these things are more important than than the relationship. But just a simple check in when when work's getting crazy can have such a uh, profound impact. It can have a profound impact, and when when you do get that moment to be together, you know, when the, the kid's asleep and everything's quiet for a while, the phones have stopped jangling, um, having made that connection earlier, that momentary connection, makes it much easier to connect um, in an intimate way and, and be with each other and register that you are important to each other when you get the time to do that. And as parents of a of a toddler, you know, you really have limited time. 
So you have to make the most of it. So those little things that say, you know, that that one phrase, if I have to do this, whatever horrible thing we're doing at the moment, you know, cleaning up messes or whatever, if I have to do this, I'm really glad I get to do it with you, makes a huge difference. By saying that, it just, I feel like if Chase said that to me, it would just make me feel special and loved and cared about, even though, you know, like you said, you're not, it may not always be the priority, but making those statements to know that you are a priority, no matter what, I feel like that Mm -hmm. is just, it's so special for the relationship. It is. And as I said, when you actually get some luxurious time to be together, you will already have that established that you're important to each other. Saying, I miss you, you know, like if one of you is off at work and the other one's running around taking the baby to doctor's appointments or whatever it is, and and you just, you know, say to each other or text to each other, I miss you, is, again, it keeps that connection alive. It keeps the juices flowing. It keeps everything going. And then when you do get those rare moments, like at night after the kids are asleep or, you know, little time on the weekend or something like that, you've already established that you want that time together and that you care about each other and that you're a priority for each other. Um, and making the connection then is not awkward because if we, if we really feel disconnected, then when we, we get back together, it feels awkward and strange. And we have to get over that before we can enjoy the time together. So if you keep those little instantaneous connections going, um, you know, every once in a while, my husband, we'll be doing some odd thing, whatever it is. We'll be in the middle of having workmen here tearing things up or whatever it is. And he'll look at me and he'll say, I love you. And that makes such a huge difference to when we actually get to be alone together and have time together. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's a it's a wonderful thing to be able to have those little moments because like you said, once once you have that little time together one-on-one, building those small things throughout the day, it just adds to the experience when you're one-on-one together. Right. And we had a listener write in um a couple weeks ago and there uh, in their email it was this was kind of the subject where um he felt he he was in a relationship with a mother who had a, uh two kids and he felt that she spent uh most of her attention and priority toward the children and the attention toward the relationship was really lacking. So what would you tell um someone in that situation how to bring that conversation up with their partner so that their partner doesn't feel defensive or feel like they uh, aren't putting enough attention to the relationship um, so that they also don't feel like that they are avoiding their children by giving more attention to their partner. That's a really good question, Sarah. I think it's, it happens a lot. You know, we have all these hormones going on. When, when you're a parent, and there are kids there. Your hormones are saying, focus on this kid. <laughs> you know, that's, we're, we're wired that way, especially women are. And, um, you know, after carrying a baby in your body for nine months, you're intrinsically connected. That, um, 
and that pulls at you and pulls your attention. And, of course, kids need, especially little kids, need a lot of attention. As they grow and get more independent, they need a little less, but um, they take a lot of your attention. So recognizing that is going on with your partner and that pull is there. The first thing you can do is make sure you're co-parenting. Make sure that you're both involved in the parenting so she doesn't feel like she's off there parenting by herself and you're somewhere else. And you can pull that connection from from the being together, being a team, parenting that child or those children. You can move to being focused on each other. You have to invite. You don't want to demand. The minute you demand, people back off, right? So, so you want to invite. You want to make it inviting to be with you. And I understand that you can feel like, hey, it's my turn. I deserve this. I mean, we all get that way. We all get to feel like, you know, when do I, when do I get my share of the attention? But you still, being the grown-up, you need to be able to invite. You need to be able to let your partner know that you want to be close um, and that, you know, good things are going to happen if you get close. And that's what we forget to do. We get anxious, we get needy, we get tired and frustrated and all those things, and we forget to say... You know, it would be wonderful to spend a little time with you. I miss you. I care about you. Tell me, tell me what um, you want to tell me about the children, and then tell me what you want to tell me about yourself, and then let's talk about us. Is the best way to move your move from the parenting mode to the couple mode. Those are really great tips to to implement and and you can replace parenting with with work or generally with work probably of of something taking or over technology getting pulled into your cell phone and whatever yeah right except for yeah it's certainly tech getting pulled into your cell phone is going to be a problem but it's one that is not necessary and should be avoided but but a lot of times, unfortunately, we all have to work and, and then someone might mm-hmm. be really into their work and it's easy to, to get pulled into that in the relationship or even a hobby. Like I love to surf and, and man, if, if the waves are good and for a few days, I can just be in complete surf mode and like relationship mode is on the back burner kind of. And we just had a, 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 good run of waves here. And my friend actually said, he's like, man, I gotta, I gotta spend some time with my wife and take her out to lunch. Uh, and, and it was a good point because we had just been surfing and she was probably feeling like the relationship wasn't a priority. And so it's important to try to be self-aware about that. But if you're on the other side, like you said, communicate, uh, in a loving way, like, Hey, I, I would really, it seems like you know work's been busy and stressful. I would really like it if if we could uh, go out to lunch this week. And I think that being proactive is uh, is a really valuable thing in in a lot of areas of the relationship because it's it's self empowering. And and I've told Sarah 
particularly like when it comes to work and, and, uh, I was, this was a little bit different, but uh, along the same lines as I was, I was stressed out with work and I was, I was bringing that home and, and I said, you know, and it built up over a couple of weeks. And finally she was like, Hey, you've not been the best partner over the last couple of weeks. And I was like, I listened and I wanted to improve, but I was like, I wish you had told me earlier so that, so that I could have tried to fix it. And I, and not in a blaming way towards Sarah, but, but, uh, if you're feeling like the relationship isn't a priority, don't, don't wait, you know, like express yourself, um, uh, early. Cause that'll, that'll prevent things from building up. Yes, absolutely. And say, remember me <laughs> is, yeah. a, is mm-hmm. a kind of a fun way to yeah. do it. You know, <laughs> you want to make these things as light as possible. The minute you make demands when you're already stressed out and pressured and, and have a lot of demands made on you. Demands don't help. They push you farther apart. So if you just say, hey, remember me, um, that reminds your partner who's been caught up in one part of their brain, you know, <laughs> with the work and, and those things, to move to the other part of the brain and remember emotion and caring and connection and those kinds of things. So, um, just say, hey, remember me? I I can only imagine that if there is a, a blended family, like kind of like the situation that I mentioned, if one person is not a parent, I imagine that it's even harder for them to relate to their partner who is putting a priority toward the children just because they may not be able to fully relate. So I can imagine that on top of it is uh, is even... Uh, another harder dynamic to manage. Before we continue with the interview, we want to tell you about today's sponsors. Today's show is sponsored by Grove Collaborative. If you're a busy parent or just someone who wants eco-friendly and non-toxic home and personal care products that are safe for the family and the planet, then you're going to love Grove Collaborative. They carry brands like Miss Myers, Method, Seventh Generation, Toms, and Real Simple. And they also have their own Grove flagship products. A few years ago when we had Stella, Chase and I decided that we were going to try our best to have a non-toxic home. And this meant giving away all of my beautiful smelling candles, which was so sad. Toxic candles. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Well, we were back in the States a few weeks ago, and I got a large shipment to stock up on to take back to Costa Rica. And in the shipment was their flagship all-natural soy candle in blood orange. And I'm officially obsessed, and I wish I ordered more so that I could take them all back to Costa Rica. And the soy is non-toxic, so that's nice for Sarah and I and our daughter not breathing toxic candle fumes in the house. And uh, that's why we love this company and what they're doing. And Grove Collaborative also helps you save money because you can schedule and budget your home and personal care to be delivered right to your door. This means no last minute trips to Target because if you're like me, you can't go into Target and spend less than $100. <laughs> it's like impossible. And they price match and have free shipping and returns, no questions asked. So to sign up for Grove Collaborative, go to grove.co slash Chase Sarah and you'll receive a Miss Myers gift set for free when you sign up. 
To receive this offer, you do need a minimum order of $20, but you won't have any trouble with all the products that you can choose from on their site. When it's time to reorder your products, they will email you seven days beforehand to see if you need to add anything else to your order. And if you do, you can edit your next shipment or reschedule it to a date that works better for you. So go to grove.co slash chase Sarah to claim your special order today. That's grove.co, not .com, and then forward slash chase Sarah. And that's Sarah with an H. At the end. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Another way to help maintain a healthy lifestyle is to make sure you're getting all the nutrients your body needs for long-term health. I am horrible about knowing what vitamins I need to take and then consistently taking them, but Care Of makes it so easy. And Chase, I bet you didn't know this, but 90% of people fall short of the FDA-recommended guidelines for at least one vitamin or nutrient. Did you know that? I did not know that. (laughs) So even people like you who eat, and me, I guess, who eat super clean and healthy can benefit from taking vitamins. Um, It helps them fill in the gaps that your body is missing from your diet or just give you a little extra boost. So you're probably wondering what nutrients you're lacking. And this is the really cool part. I went on to Care Of's website and took their simple and short quiz that asked me about my diet, health goals, lifestyle choices, and they used these answers to create a custom vitamin pack. So after my quiz, they recommended I take calcium, which is something I knew I was probably a little deficient in because I don't eat much dairy or meat, but now that I know that, they will send me a 30-day supply box shipped right to my door of my calcium that I need to take. So I never have to worry about running out of my vitamins or having to run to the store to get them. And of course, you can always modify or cancel your subscription at any time. Another great thing about Care Of is that it costs about 20% less than it would if you were to go to the local health food store. So for 25% off your first month of personalized Care Of vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com. Dot com and enter the promo code I do again for 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins visit takecareof.com and enter the promo code I do yes thank you for reminding me about the blended family dynamic that is a really difficult dynamic it's a, a single parent family is an entity into itself. The single parent and the children or child have invented their own routines and and connections and ways of doing things, and they identify as a family. And here you come as the new person into that. It's not an easy thing to do. It's not easy for them to let you in, and it's not easy for you to make your way in. Um, One of the things I always recommend, well, I recommend them for any family, but especially blended families, is to have a family meeting with the children included. Um, Now, I realize if your child is two and a half, that's going to be a little disruptive to any meeting. They might throw things at you. (laughs) Hopefully not. Okay, you can throw them back if they're soft things. (laughs) And... and, um, But as the children get older and they get articulate, 
it's important for them to feel like they're all part of this because what often happens with blended families is the parent and the new, I'm going to say step-parent here, um, make their connection really kind of separate from the children. And the children need to be, and this is a big mistake I see that parents make, single parents make when they connect with somebody. They make their connection separate from the children, but you're not going to have a family if you don't include the children in the process and make sure everybody's on board and everybody has their say and gets to say what's working for them and what's not working for them. So a family meeting really helps to do that. I just did this with a couple. Um, the, I, the woman has been my client over a long period of years. She went through difficult time with a husband who became mentally ill and went through a divorce and so on and so forth and has two boys. And now she's met somebody else after all of this difficulty she's been through, but they're having trouble integrating as a family. So I just heard from her yesterday and she said the family meetings are working really well. So even in a difficult situation like that, just everybody getting a chance to talk makes the blending easier. When the blending is easier, then, of course, getting couple time out of that becomes easier, too. Everything gets more difficult if there's a lot of divisiveness and and, um, disconnection. So it's the connection. We're all in this together. We all have priority. You know, there's all those... Say there are two children and the single parent and the new partner in the in the relationship, every one of those dynamics, the, each child with the new partner and each child with the original single parent and all four people together and three of them together, all those permutations, every one of those needs to have some kind of priority. And that's that's a lot. And as you said, Chase, with the focus on work and all those other things, your other activities you want to do, it becomes a lot of thing, a lot of dynamics to handle. But it, you need to keep in mind that the priorities need to keep moving around so that everybody gets to feel they're a priority at some point on a regular basis. And, and one of the keys is, is that checking in. And like you said, I mean, we can't make everything a priority at the same time. So, but what we can do is communicate around uh, these things and and simply saying, Hey, you know, this upcoming week is going to be really busy with work. And uh, I, I love you and I want to spend time together, but I might not be able to uh, for this next round because, you know, we got this big project. And it, it's just amazing what that kind of communication can do. And, and going back to the blended family, I I was a child of um, my parents got divorced and then I had two different families uh, with kids. And I always, I didn't feel like I wasn't a priority. We didn't, they didn't have those meetings, but I can imagine as a kid that would feel really good. But then even in a... Um, 
in a non-blended, you know, traditional family, as Stella, our daughter, gets older, I think that'd be a great way to communicate with her. Like as soon as, I don't know, when she's four or five, like, hey, daddy's got to work a lot this week and and we're going to play when I get home. And, you know, like, so she's going to feel secure and and that can be a valuable thing to do uh, there or with friendships too, like your best friend, like, hey, man, haven't seen you in a while and things have been super hectic, but let, let's put a day on the calendar and let's get together. Like that simple communication can go such a long way. Yeah. And it makes everything so much easier if everybody understands what's happening and that it isn't that I don't care about you. It's that, you know, I've got all of this complexity going on in my life and I, you know, need to, need to prioritize things. I need to get sorted out. And if I can say that, like when I write books, for instance, I can get, when I get close to deadline, I can just get focused in writing. I have a lot to do and I've got my private practice. And sometimes I just send out an email to my few closest friends that I usually see or call on a regular basis and say, I'm on deadline right now. I'm really sorry. I love you, but I need to do this and I have to have it turned in by such and such a date and then I'll call you and and we'll get together. And they appreciate that because they, they understand that it isn't that I've forgotten they exist or that I'm mad at them or any of those other things. It's just what's happening right at the moment. They're going to appreciate that and... It's amazing how on the other side, we tend to assume the worst. We assume ill intentions <laughs> from our partner or from a friend. It's like, why aren't they responding to my texts, phone calls, emails? It's like the reality is, and this has been really helpful for me um, in, in kind of like business situations, is like, it's not that they don't care. It's that they're probably busy they don't have the time or, and, and not that we're not a priority but it's just or or that maybe they didn't see it but we I feel like our brains want to go to like the worst possible um, situation but if we if we can reframe it and just tell ourselves well they're busy or or tired or overworked or they're on their own deadline then it we're going to go through life uh, feeling much better towards everyone rather than like a resentment. Why didn't they respond to my email text or whatever? Right. I agree. And it, you know, you're right about that. Your brain goes to, I think your, our brains tend to look for what did I do to create this? And it might not have anything to do with you. It might just be the other person's life got out of control for a while or whatever it was. And if, if you're the person who's too busy to see somebody, it's nice to reach out in that way and say, hey, I'm here, I love you, I know you're there, and I miss you, and we'll connect, but i got to do this first. And, um, you know, people understand that, and they're relieved when that ex is explained to them. But if you're on the other side, as you said, Chase, um, <clears throat> you need to... Be careful that the paranoia doesn't click in and, and you get, you know, blaming yourself for everything. Oh, they don't love me anymore because I'm not a lovable person or, you know, maybe that last thing I said hurt their feelings or whatever it is. 
um, it's probably not the case. It's probably just things going on. I imagine that those feelings, though, would be kind of normal to feel when your partner has is dedicating all their time to something else and not focusing on the relationship. I, I can see how it's easy to start to have those negative feelings um, either towards your partner or toward the relationship. Do you have any um, exercises when it comes to kind of being mindful about those uh, feelings that may arise, those negative feelings that can come about? Yeah. Um, one of the things is to make sure that you're a good companion to you. Um, and that you have that internal companionship where you're supporting yourself and you're encouraging yourself and saying nice things to yourself so that if if you start to go negative, you notice it and you can pull it back on. And then it's always okay to ask. It's always okay to say, hey, is everything okay with you? I haven't heard from you for a while. Or, hey, you seem to be all folks out there right now, and I miss you. That's a, that's a nice thing to say. That's better than, you know, whining about, you never spend any time with me and that sort of thing, or I'm left with all this to do and you're not here. Um, the, the getting into the negative aspect doesn't help. But if you have a good, solid relationship with you and you're supportive of you, then you can you can think more kindly about what the other person, what your partner or your friend or whoever it is, what's going on with them. You can think that maybe there are extenuating circumstances that are in the way. But it's it's also okay to remind that other person that you're there and you care about them and, and you want to see them. You want to spend some time. Yeah, it goes back to that reoccurring theme with a lot of things in the relationship that that we have the power ourselves to to create the change that we want so if you're not feeling like a priority don't say you don't you never spend enough time with me because you'll get the opposite thing that you want from your partner they'll probably get defensive and and mm-hmm. then now you're in an argument uh instead like you said it's just it's amazing how powerful simple communication tactics of saying like i i really miss you and i love you and and you know i want to see if we can spend more time together this week uh can can just avoid a, a confrontation and get the result that you want and, and that it, it's really an empowering thing that i imagine our listeners that they're obviously people trying to improve their relationship and it could be frustrating if if you're listening to this podcast and you feel like you're you're trying to to improve yourself, improve the relationship and your partner is over there busy working or 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 basically just not doing that. Well, it's like, well, don't let that stop you and 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 I don't think our listeners are. They're they're listening and and implementing this stuff, but don't think that you need your partner. Obviously, it helps if they're willing to to learn and grow, but by no means are you a victim of of uh, something going wrong in the relationship. You can you can be proactive, and it's just a, a really empowering stance to to be able to take into into your life in general, but especially into your relationship. I agree. I agree. But it, and all of it comes out of that uh, really 
we could call it being a priority for yourself. Making sure that you're okay with you first makes it much easier to be okay with everybody else. And above all, what we don't want to do in these stressed times when we've got a whole lot going on is waste time being unpleasant with each other, bickering or, you know, giving the silent treatment or whatever it is. All of that wastes this precious time that you could be spending having a good time together. So it's really important to keep that to an absolute minimum and focus on enjoying each other and focus on having a good time with each other. Um, Even if that time is pretty limited, it's much better if it goes well than if it's spent in arguing about why it's so limited. So we do that. I see a lot of people do that, you know, spin their wheels and argue about why they're not spending time together when they could be spending the time together that they're using up arguing. That's pretty ironic, huh? And it is. And that's, it is. That's a great perspective to have. Is is uh, our time is limited, and do we want to waste it arguing or bickering over over things that can really, I want to say, easily be avoided? Because it's not easy all the time to to do this. But uh, if you if you take these tools and implement them, uh, you are going to be spending. Uh, it's time well spent. So, so um, you have definitely made the most of the time in this interview and given us a lot of great stuff today, uh, Dr. Tina. So why don't we finish up by having you tell our listeners where they can find you online, and then we'll say goodbye. The best place to find me is my website, which is www.tinatasina.com. Um, because from there you can find links to my Facebook and my Twitter and my blog and all those other things. They're right on the front page. And I also have a page on there called Happiness Tips, which has well over 100 articles. They're all free that you can look at that give help for relationships and for your relationship with yourself and how to handle anxiety and all kinds of things like that. And, of course, I have a page that lists all the books that I've written, too. So the website, tinatasina.com, is the central place to find me. You can also email me from there. Perfect. Well, we'll have all those links on your show notes page on our website at idopodcast.com. And, again, thank you so much for uh, coming back on the show. It was an excellent interview. Thank you. I would do it anytime, Chase and Sarah. I always enjoy talking to you. Thank you. We hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. For more information and the links um, from the interview today, you can head on over to our website at idopodcast.com. Click on the podcast tab and it will be the first episode there. And while you're on our website, if you are interested in learning more information about our upcoming Hood River Couples Retreat, then click on the Retreat tab and you'll be able to find all the information on the retreat. It's going to be at the end of July this summer and we look forward to it um, with you guys. It's going to be an awesome couple days in Hood River. It's amazing there. So we hope you join us. 
And if you are on our website and you're looking for some resources or some tools for your relationship, we really encourage you to check out our 14 day happy couple challenge. It's a free challenge where we send you a daily email for 14 days. And in each email is a doable challenge for that day to do within your relationship. And it's going to help you become stronger, more connected, more intimate. And uh, we know that you're going to enjoy it. We've had some great feedback from all you guys who have done it. And uh, we're so happy that it has helped you in your relationship. So again, all that information is on our website at idopodcast.com. Head on over there. And thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.